Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Brian. I'm the lead pastor here at Bethany Assembly, and we are so excited that you are here with us today. It is Football Sunday, Football Sunday, and I know some of you are cheering for the Patriots. Some of you are cheering for the Eagles. Some of you are like, I don't care. <laughs> but one of the things I love is being on a winning team, and we are all a part of a winning team. And if it's your very first time here at Bethany today, we want to say welcome. We're excited that you've joined us in the seat pocket in front of you. There's a connect card, and uh, I'd love for you to fill that out today. And th there's a reason. We have a gift we want to give you, just our way of saying thanks for being here. I promise it's not a cheesy gift. It's something you'd love. And now uh, you can pick that up at the kiosk, which is right outside these two double doors right here, right in the middle. Um, and after the gathering today, we have a gift we want to give you, and it'll be an awesome, awesome gift for you. You can use it throughout the week. Uh, you can drink some coffee in it if that gives you any clues at all, or you could drink tea or water or anything with it. You could, you could pot a plant in it. You could do a lot of different things with it, but it's a gift for you, our way of saying thanks for being here. This week um, is closer, and we want to invite you to come out. It is a night of worship here on Wednesday night at 6.30, and we're going to have all the students in here as well, which is an awesome, awesome thing. And uh, so it'll be a night of just worship and a night of just preparing our hearts, and it's kicking off our three days of prayer and fasting. We have an annual business meeting coming up next Sunday night, and we just want to, we want God to move in that meeting and we desire God to really speak to our hearts and lives as to the leadership and the direction that we're going with our board. And just really even as a church, if you're wondering what's going on here at Bethany, I want to encourage you to be a part of that night. Some of you may say, well, I'm not a partner. Can I still come? Yes, you can still be here that night. Uh, we would love to have you. We're going to be casting vision and talking about where we're going in the future and what God's doing. It's just going to be an amazing, amazing evening. And so Wednesday night, we're starting off prayer and fasting. We invite you to join us with that. If you don't know it fast, Fasting is, it's simply not eating. And we're asking you to not eat for three days. And some of you are like, you're joking. Well, kind of, because it's not just not eating. It's actually putting your attention and focus on Jesus. And some of you may say, hey, I want to do a Daniel fast, which is just eating fruits and veggies. Some of you may say, no, I'll just do water only. Whatever it is that you choose to participate, maybe it's just one meal. Maybe some of you do all three days. It's okay. Whatever you do, we're not trying to be legalistic. We just want you to put your attention and focus on Jesus, right? Because we know that if we put our attention and focus on him, that he then begins to speak to our hearts and lives and challenges us with the future of where we're going. And so we want you guys to be a part of that so that will begin this Wednesday night. Um, we want to welcome all those who are joining us online. Come on, if you could welcome all those who are joining us online. Now, today's experience will be a little different because if you're watching online right now, you're not going to be able to participate in some of the things like the big tailgate party afterwards. That's why you come to church because we're going to have a big old party and do Well, hey, Pastor Brayley, what's hey. up, man? Uh, well, you know, I just had this crazy idea. I was standing back there. And I found Are these. we going to build something? We're going to Lowe's? Yeah, this is, a, this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I found these backstage, and there's like these little footballs in here. And you know, here's the thing. I thought, I thought, I thought, you used to be a kid's pastor. I did, yeah. Long time ago. Long, long time ago when you were younger. Not, not that. And, uh, when I was younger. Yeah. I'm getting ready to turn 40. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. All right. They expect you to throw these at them. I can't. I, I, I don't no. know if we should, because I think, no, I think no. what I want to do, I think, I think the idea I got was, what if we played a game? 
You can't play games in adult service. No, no. no in, in, in adult gatherings, you can't. Look, see, most of, most of the people out here are like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't play games. This isn't, no, you this weren't, isn't. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. Do you want to play a game? That's exactly the way, that's what they do in kids' ministry. Exactly. You want to play a game? They're like, ah! Just the exact same thing. See, there's no difference. They're just a little taller. They're just a little, a little taller. taller. That's yeah. true. And, and some of those kids are more mature. Yeah, yeah, I can say that, yeah. yeah. Some, some you know what they say about adults as they get older? They just make bigger messes. That's, that's, I don't think I've ever heard that. Okay, that's, anyway, so. Um, okay, cool. So, so yeah, I what do you play think? Game. Do you and, think? And, and we can give away like some points you know what? or hey, something hey, like hey, that. We don't give away imaginary points here. That's what we do in kids' ministry. It works great. You're like, no, no. hey, you no, won I, the I, game. I got, hey, you get 100,000 points. And the kid's like, oh, my word, 100,000 points. What am I going to do with those? I'm like, I don't know. Just do something. Be excited. And they're like, okay. Oh, wow. So, what? Here's what I was thinking, Pastor Braley. Okay. What if we gave away the ultimate Super Bowl party package? Uh, that looks like a super, super duper Super Bowl package. It does. So... I, Wow. Inside here, I mean, there's M&Ms, there's Swiss cakes, there's, there's avocados. There's an avocado. There's, okay. There's dipping sticks. Okay. Oh, there's, my word, these are the best. Look, look. Ooh, muddy, no, muddy buddies. No. Oh, muddy yeah. buddies. Oh, dude, those are my favorite. I love these. I mean, there's Pringles, they're snapping to it. I mean, okay. there's fudge sticks, there's pop on the bottom. We definitely would not give this to a kid downstairs, that's there's for like, sure. <laughs> Or maybe we would, you know. <laughs> They're like, going home. There's like $90 worth of stuff, and I know because I bought it. There's prunes. Well, when you, if you eat all of that stuff, you know, I figured prunes could maybe help you. Uh, maybe maybe some idea. Tums. Some Tums. Okay, some Tums. And then this is, this is probably the best one right here. Oh, gas relief. <laughs> you know, we, we think of everything. We really do. <laughs> We really do. do. That's wow. So, what okay. if? Okay. So, what if you, what if you found a couple and okay. I found a couple, and okay. then we did like a little contest. A couple of what? Well, like a husband and wife. How about you oh, find a okay. husband? All right. Yeah, I can not, do that. Like, uh, why don't you find a husband and wife? Okay, husband and wife. Because they need to be in the same house. Because okay. It would be hard to divide it all up. Yeah, husband and wife. Okay. And, and uh, we and, need. We're gonna need a target. Hey guys, you guys got a target back there? You can bring out or something. I, I think they have a target. They make carry out. So we Casey. need. We know. need. <laughs> Throw it to him. So. Oh no, they got so then, cool. Okay, so then we need. I'll find someone who's got a good arm on them. Okay. You find someone. I'll who find has somebody a good too. Arm. I need. A, I need a couple. You probably should take your bucket. A couple though. of a couple. A husband okay. and wife. Let's see here. All right. Let's see here. Okay. I, I see I some hands right here in front. Here. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Ah. So heavy. I don't know, man. Who you find? Who you gonna go with? You find a couple. Let's see. Let's see. I need a couple. I need a couple. I need a couple who's got some skills, I'm getting, some arms I'm right getting here. A, I'm getting a point right, here. On, like on, People are getting on, really excited about this one. Come on, guys. Come on. All right. I found a guy that has a beard like me. You got a beard? He's got a yeah. beard like you? I thought, who cares about throwing really hard? If he's got a beard like this, he's going to win. All right. Hey, I got a guy with tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And yes. He's out. He's got oh. a little smiley face. That's so cool. But his arms are bigger. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. Don't let them intimidate you like that. That's right. They're that's trying right. to intimidate. Because you're going down. They're trying to intimidate. Just ignore them. Okay. Just turn the so other cheek, the deal. Jesus would say. Here's right. the deal. You guys are going to take these, all right? And you're going to throw them into this net, okay? 
Now, if you get them in the white net part, that's worth one point. If you get them in the middle, that's worth two points, okay? We're gonna keep track of them because all of your footballs we are marked with this little mark on the bottom, okay? No Theirs line. are not, all right? We so marked them, right? Huh? We marked them? Yeah, these are marked. Those are marked. All those, these are all those marked. Are, Yours that's the are Patriot not. side, they're all deflated. And so, <laughs> I'm just enjoying that joke. Like you can use that joke over and over again, you know? Yeah, yeah. For, I mean forever. Like that's, pretty, that's a pretty old joke. But hey, you know what? Since we are doing it in the adult gathering, we can't do it like we do in, in kids. You'd throw from right here. Right, because everybody's a winner. Everybody's a winner, but we're not going to do that. So here, come with me. Not we'll everybody. come back over here. Oh, we're, let's go back here. So, let's, we're going to make right. this a little bit trickier. Yeah. Thinking, a little bit more difficult. Thinking a little, All you guys up here, watch the back of your right head okay, because we'll it's right making it crazy. Come right through here. <laughs> All right, so this go is right over this little notch. Pastor Bray, I think this will work. We're going to throw up from this. This is a good spot. Like, it's made for this. It's like, All right. it's like a football throwing notch. Now, Pastor Brayley, do they both have to throw? They both have to throw. They do. Okay. Yeah, because last gathering, she just handed it to her husband. All right, all right. So you both have to throw. If you hit somebody in the head, that's worth double points. <laughs> yeah, you take turns back and forth. And if you no. hit somebody in the head, yeah, if you hit, not Pastor not Casey. I'm not a part of this anymore. Okay, you don't get any extra points if you hit someone in the head. No extra points for hitting. You got to get it in the net. But you know, Pastor Bradley, we need some epic game music. Yes, we need something epic, like something like, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what we could use for this, like hmm. something like something. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like that. That's there exactly what I was thinking. This one right here. We're ready. Dude, you're going down. Yeah, you're going down. Everybody over here is going to be cheering for us. So let's All hear it, guys. Come on. Cheer for them, okay? Yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's right. Hey, and if you're in the middle, you get to pick which side you want to cheer for. But I'm just saying this is the winning side, so you should cheer for over here. Wrong. We're going to win over here. This no, is the winning Barry, side. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Hey, my side right here. Ready? Are we going to win or what? Hey. My side, uh, let's show them how winning sounds. All right, let's hear it! Uh-oh. Well, we'll have to see here, so on the count of three, ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead. Come on now. Oh, nice throw. Oh, that's what's up! That's what's oh. up! Right off the bat! A little high, that's okay. Keep it's it right, going. It's all right, we got this, we got this. Oh! Oh, come on! Oh, oh. long! Uh oh, that's it's okay, guys. Up. You got 25 balls. You got 25. Come on, man! You got to get it up over that black right there. You just gotta boom. That's all right. Good throw. Come on, Peyton Manning. Love it. Oh, come on! Oh, we okay, got that. That'll work. That'll work. All we gotta do is get it in. All we gotta do is oh. Like the arc, the little Man. arc going up, that's really nice. All right, it's okay. Nice shot, nice shot. It's the Keep angle. It going. I, think, I think the angle's hurting us a little, Keep Pastor Keep it Bradley. rolling. A little over, a little over. It's okay, it's all right. Nice. We are that one out. Counts. That is all of ours. Well, we got a few coming back this way. That's right. Keep missing. Perfect. Oh. Oh. Come on. Is there one? We got one more. It's right there. It's underneath the foot. This is gonna have to be the winning. Okay, you gotta, you gotta get it right in there. Come on. Last one. Ah! Oh! All right, all right, yes. all right. Okay. All right, all right. Come, come with on. me. Come yeah, with me. We're gonna find out. All right. 
Pastor Brayley? Yes. People are throwing them at Pastor Casey. Don't distract him. He's counting. Yeah, he can't. That's not good to distract Pastor Casey. He's trying to. We need to get these away from the, the crowd, I think. Well, get a there's dangerous. They do the same thing in kids' ministry. They throw things at they you. They throw things back mm -hmm. at you? Yep, it happens. Well, Pastor Braley. Okay, here we go. What do we got, Pastor Casey? I think the evidence speaks for itself. What? This team has four points. No, whoa, 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 whoa. No. We had no line. We had no line. They had no Wait, mark. This is the line. Yeah, the we line. We had no marks. We were, we're, we're the one that won, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so the way that I took the balls out is confusing. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, our, ours, I think ours were, we ours didn't were have not, any marks. Ours were, ours were, the were not marked. So the, the ones without line. Ours were four, not marked. I looked before. Five, Did six, we not seven, look? eight. One with the line, we have four points because you got two in the hole, and then one, so it's five. Mm. So eight to five. I am favor of the people without lines. Which would be? Would it be us? That's what I'm talking about. about right there. Come it's on, right, guys. Right. It was all because right. of you. That's because of all of you. It'll go really like empty-handed, though. All right, we're not, we're not going to let them. I mean, listen, I know you guys didn't win. Whoa, I like that. I know you guys didn't win, but you so did humble. win because you guys get the prunes. Perfect. There you go. Thank you. Thanks, man. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. This Thank is you. yours, guys. There you guys go. There you go. That's for you guys. This is all yours That's for the yours. complimentary laundry basket. You get to carry the whole thing. You got muscles. Carry that. Perfect. It's really heavy. All right, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Woo! Man. You know all right. what? Clean it up. Clean it up. Guys. Clean it up. What? Well, before we clean it up, what? I kind of, if Pastor if Bradley got to do something involving kids ministry, can I do like what we would do in youth group? What would we do? Okay, come on, huddle up. Okay, all right. Okay, all right. Let me turn my mic off. Okay, I turned mine off too. Okay. Uh huh. Did you turn your mic off? I thought I did. <laughs> okay, Kay. it's off now. All right. What we would do is we would just like start chucking the balls at people. Ooh, hitting people in the face. Right in the yeah. face. <laughs> like, oh my them? word. I'm so glad they're not listening to this conversation. It's so fun. So What's the that's point? point system. Point. I think we should score ourselves a thousand points each person in the head. Okay. And then if you hit them in any other part of the body, appendages, wherever, okay. it's like just two it's points. Like, but make sure it's appropriate. A two, a thousand points for a headshot and two points because because okay. anywhere, anywhere okay. on your body. Right. See, we this is the problem specific. with youth ministries. Okay, you guys, you, you guys, can't be specific about those things in youth ministry. I can't say if you hit somebody in the butt, then you do, then you get five hundred points because then everybody's like, oh, butt. You said butt. That's terrible. Okay. You can't I think, say butt in church either. I think you. I'm can glad I, we have no. our mics turned off. That's all I have to say. Okay. I think this will work. All right. We're just gonna clean up here. All right. So, youth, youth ministry style. Here we go. They don't know. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Oh, so right there. Oh my goodness. They're over there. The back. All right, right there. There we oh, go. Here right we there. go. Here we go. Who wants it? All right, back Anyone there. Back the back. Right back over here there. In the back. Oh, there's oh. another one. Man, I'm telling oh, you, it's like so right close. there. That was so close. Oh, right there. What? Okay, here it right goes. Oh. Oh, man, right there. Man, right there. Right rejected there. by the ceiling. Ooh. Third time to jump. That's what I'm talking about. Whoa. There's more. There's more. I got more. Right there. Oh, double like hit. Who wants like one? Who wants one? Did you go get a couple out of there? Back. All right, over there. What? 
Don't forget right the sidelines. How oh, about there's more? There's more. Right there. Ooh, up, oh, up, up to the top, side. Up top up right the side. there. Bam! Oh, I hit the, <laughs> the back of my head. I hit the oh, light. It's expensive. Oh, bro, I'm trying to get the water. Yeah, we don't want him. Oh! Back here. I got one. This to me. Hike it to you? Yeah, hike it to me. All right, here we go. Okay. You ready? All right, what are we doing here? Uh, I don't know. You do whatever you want. All right, here we go. Right, blue. Whoa, that's really far. Blue. Oh, you say that part. I don't say anything. What do you do? I told you church was going to be a little different today. Some of you are sitting there like, dude, I'm so glad I came to this church today. Like I saw the pastor tackle one of his staff. It was awesome. It was awesome. Hey, in all reality, though, one of the things that is awesome is to be a part of a winning team. And so you being a part of Bethany means you're on a winning team because we're all a part of the kingdom of God. So let's give it up for the big... One of the things is, is there is kids ministry going on right now downstairs in the lower level. And there are leaders who are pouring into the hearts and lives of our kids. And that comes through the faithfulness of your giving. Honestly, when you think about it, each and every one of us have an opportunity to sow seed into what God's doing here at Bethany. It goes beyond just a moment in the gathering like this. There are lives that are being reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ from the youngest of ages to the oldest. And that comes through your faithful giving. And it's an opportunity for us to continue to see the kingdom of God go forth. And so we want to give you an opportunity to sow seed into what God's doing here at Bethany. So if you call Bethany your church home, this is an opportunity for you to participate. If not, hey, that's all right. Just sit back, relax, enjoy the show today. Enjoy the moments today. But we're going to pray and receive this morning's tithe and offering. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to be on the winning team. Honestly, God, it is a privilege. It is an honor to be called sons and daughters. And Father, I thank you that across this room are individuals who have seen the vision of what it means to bring people one step closer, and they have said, I want to give of my finances to further the kingdom of God through the reach of Bethany Assembly. So Father, I pray that you would bless them, I pray, God, that you would just continue to pour your spirit out upon them as they're pouring out into what you're doing here. God, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity of helping bring people one step closer. In Jesus' name, amen. As you're giving this morning, I want to just take a moment and say this. When you think about being on the winning team, the thing with the Super Bowl is this, is that you, you start thinking about, well, what would it be like if I was in the big game? What would it look like if I was a part of the big game today? Because in the end, what happens is, is you get to the end of the game and somebody is crowned the champion. And in society, we can look at that and we can think, 
man, is that really how it will always be, that there are always going to be winners and there'll be some losers? But the truth of it is in God's kingdom is this, is that we can all be winners. Now, it's more than just the latest thing where every kid gets a trophy, right? It's actually where everyone who receives the gift that Jesus Christ has given them gets to be a part of the winning team. That means that we know the end of the story. We know that in the end, we win. The beauty of knowing the end of the story is, is that when you find yourself in difficult times, when you find yourself in moments when things don't quite go the way you thought they were going to go, what happens is, is you begin to realize it's okay that the moment feels this way right now because I know where I'm going. Does that make sense? Even though it's hard right now, I know where I'm going. I know what God has planned for me, and I know it's good. And so this morning, we want you to hear from various players from across the NFL. People that would, you'd look at and you'd say, man, that person right there, wow, look at how they're using their talent and their gifts to proclaim the gospel. It's football Sunday, and I hope you're ready. everyone and welcome. This is Super Bowl weekend and I'm your host James Brown. You know whether you're an avid fan, a casual spectator, or someone who loves watching the game for the commercials, the Super Bowl continues to be one of our most popular cultural events each and every year. And with kudos and gratitude to the donors, NFL players, and the amazing team at Sports Spectrum, you're now watching Football Sunday 2018. city is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, it's an extremely uh, blue-collar town. Not really New York and the glitz and glam, but it's a hard-working city. Um, and my family and I love being here. You know, the history, uh, the food, man, the food's unbelievable. Cheesesteak's obviously pretty good. You see every stage of life, you know, it's just real, it's authentic. It's a big-time sports city, and we're lucky to be a part of it. The fans are great. Um, they're wild, they love their football. 
Uh, they're the most passionate sports fans in the entire country, in my opinion. It makes you excited about your job, and uh, it makes you want to play even harder. It's a unique area because you have a, a diverse group of people, hardworking people. You have everything from the mountains to the ocean. The city is awesome. I mean, you just feel the history around here. I mean, I think you, you have to say that's a special feeling. From Kansas originally, so a bit of a culture shock. Um, but, I mean, I love it out here. It's uh, great people, great food, so. Love it here. You know, the fans are very passionate about sports. They give it to us raw and real. Uh, it's a diehard sports town. The success that our teams have had here and our fans really love it, they enjoy it. We have a lot of fans that really support us big time. The word rain means something extremely important today. At the conclusion of Super Bowl 52, one team will reign supreme in the world of professional football. And that word, the word rain, was important to Jesus as well. It was actually one of his favorite words to bring up with anyone who might listen. Now, we translate it using the word kingdom, but whatever the case, the kingdom of God or the reign of God was always on the lips of Christ. So if Jesus believes that the kingdom of God is worth exploring, and if he's always inviting people into it, then we would do well to explore it and perhaps even take more than a casual glance toward its beauty and its potential. So we'll ask this question at the onset and we'll pursue it throughout our time together. What does it look like for a person to live in the kingdom of God? How do we live within this reign where the glorious and powerful king is also a loving and sacrificial father? We believe any answer to that question begins when a person seeks Jesus. We ask a group of NFL players what it means for them to seek Christ. Their answers are insightful, reflective, honest, and at times surprising. Here's what they said about seeking Jesus. For a person to seek God, uh, I think it's, it's a person to seek truth. And, you know, I, I think our hearts always long to seek something, you know, to seek satisfaction, to seek gratification, to seek peace. It's something that, that, you, have to, that you have to do. You have to actually be in pursuit. We're called to not only just sit down and expect God to come to us, but we're called to chase after Him and seek after Him. You know, seek ye first the kingdom and uh, all His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I mean, it doesn't get any more blatant or plain than that, that it's important for us to get our priorities straight. The coolest thing about it, man, is like when you intentionally seek something, it's for a purpose or a specific reason. And I think, you know, in our hearts, we're all longing for something. We're all longing for that, that peace and that joy and that satisfaction. So usually when I'm, seek when I'm not seeking God, I'm actually not reaching far enough. I'm not even reaching my potential. We put our heart into all these other things, all these worldly things. And we have to turn them from those things just to look at God because he's counter to all those things. Seeking his kingdom is counter to seeking the world. For me to seek God now, and I just look back on these times in my life where I'm, I'm, you know, smack in the middle of uncertainty, where something happens, and I feel like that's my most peaceful times. 
because I don't, I, I'm, you're literally walking blind. You're, you don't know what's next. Because of that uncertainty, it puts you in a, a place of seeking and understanding what real faith is about. Regardless of the situation, you know, that's kind of what, what Paul is talking about, whether I have you know, a little or I have a lot. I can do all things through Christ, and that's, that's really what that means. You know, and no matter the situation, we have to be seeking His face. Whether I'm trying to help somebody or change something, I'm like, I can't do it on my own. And that's when you kind of realize, okay, I've been put here to get this accomplished, but I can't do it on my own accord. And I continuously, you know, seek guidance, seek wisdom. And like, I don't know how I'm gonna get this done, but God, I, I need that direction. And you have to make time and be intentional about, you know, living that life of Christ and seeking Him, and seeking Him in the most fundamental and most basic ways. No matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus, seeking Him really is the foundation. You know, we find Jesus in those moments of seeking Him. And ultimately, those also become the moments when we feel ourselves the most completely found. It's just authentic community. You know, guys are, are talking about their struggles. Guys are talking about the things that they're working through, the things that, you know, are, are going well in their lives, the things that are, you know, difficulties, whatever it might be. You know, the biggest thing about the guys in the locker room is that uh, there's a bunch of unselfish players. You know, it's a really, you know, tight-knit group. It's really what a team should be. These are guys that not only love me as a player, but encourage me more so off the field to stay true to the word, um, to be in the word, to consistently seek growth. My relationship with God is the only reason why I'm playing football. Every time I'm out in the field, um, I'm not trying to bring my name glory, I'm trying to bring God's name glory because he's the one who's given me the opportunity and um, you know, really paved the way for you know, me to be here in this position I'm in now. When I'm focused on him, everything else can be scattered, everything else can be hectic, and I'm at peace and I'm level. And um, you know, I think ultimately that's the love and the grace, and the beauty of, of Christ and having a true relationship with him. My relationship with Jesus is second to none. Last year um, was the first year that I truly dedicated my life to Christ. I got baptized in March, and with Jesus in my life, I know exactly who and why I'm playing this game. This team really has become um, a brotherhood that has actually even gone even into the coaches and the players. They truly are a family. Carson went down, it was obviously tough for the team. Um, a guy that was pretty much the rock of the team. And when he got hurt, everyone was extremely devastated. We were obviously playing uh, extremely well. You know, we were on pace to go in the NFC East. We were just really clicking. Offensively, we've been playing really well throughout the game. I almost felt like I was playing as fast and as like just carefree in a good way. Just like, I felt like I was in total control out there and potentially like had to feel for the game that I probably hadn't had on that level yet. Um, I just felt this probably as good as ever. And uh, I scrambled around and dove in and didn't think much of it. And I started standing up and I realized, okay, my leg, my left leg, something's wrong. Every time I stepped, I just, I could not put pressure on. I could barely walk. And so I stayed in there for four more plays. Two of them were runs and I caught the ball, handed off. I usually carry out my fake and do everything and that wasn't happening. And then he called a pass and I'm like, okay, I got to get the ball out. Um, I can't stand here very long. And threw it, 
it was incomplete. I just turned and put my head down and started walking off and thinking third down. And coach was like, no, 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 go back out there. Fourth down, we're going for it. I'm like, all right, here we go. As I'm like struggling just to walk back to the huddle. And I was just like, okay, well, I hope they, um, my first read's open. I'm like, something's gotta happen. Of course not. Um, I just stood in there, stood in there. Someone finally started breaking through the line and I just kind of threw it in the direction of Alshon and Nelly. Like, and it was all, it was all a gift from God that that was completed for a touchdown. Usually I'm running in there to celebrate and have fun with my guys. And I just said, okay, cool. And I walked straight to the train. I'm like, we need to go in that tent. Something's wrong. And uh, I just remember saying, Jesus, 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 like over and over, like, I need you, I need you. Trainers were looking at it, doing their tests, and I honestly wasn't even really paying attention to their tests. I was just laying back, Jesus, 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 because he's the only one that could make it better, and he's the only one that could provide me peace. And at the same time, I'm like, your will, because I knew I needed him emotionally, physically, um, kind of everything in that moment. Woke up and from the surgery and felt okay. And then the next day came and I felt miserable. It was one of the worst days of my life because I just, I couldn't even sleep. Like there was just so much pain and you never think you're gonna be that guy. Um, and I'm just like, oh, this is me now. I am that guy, this is reality for me and how am I gonna come back from it? Yeah. To know like all the pain I'm going through and to think of what Jesus went through for me, it made me recognize a deeper level of love than I think I ever have really felt in a long time. It's always easy to say he's in control of everything, but the more I recognize, like, I need him in literally every moment of every situation when I can't even walk and do things, um, the more I realize, like, he's got everything in the palm of his hand. You just have to know and be comfortable knowing that this is exactly where God has us. We know that he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't pace back and forth. He's seated on the throne. He knows that this is exactly where we need to be. And just this whole season, you know, guys have stepped up, backups have stepped up. Guys have prepared like they were going to be the starter, you know, going into that game, even though they weren't. And um, they were just ready for their, their number to be called. I think that's what's made this year so amazing is how this entire team, players, coach, staff, secretaries, just coming together for this common cause uh, of family. If one hallmark of life in God's kingdom is seeking Christ, the next mark is one that might feel more difficult, more sacrificial, and quite frankly, at times more painful. The word is surrender. In Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, the Apostle Paul implores us to become what he calls living sacrifices. And our NFL players had much to say about what this means. The word surrender to me is always one that I struggle with because to me it deals with responsibility. Where usually you, you think of it as a place of weakness, for me it's freeing because the responsibility is no longer on me, it's on God. It's more of a sign of entrusting, I would say, at least in terms of what you're giving to the Lord. I think that's a word that has a lot of layers to it. You know, and so you talk about surrender, I mean, you know, it's different in the game because I'm out there yelling to my team, never surrender, never retreat. But when it comes to God, it's, it's totally different. The notion when we hear surrender, it takes such a negative tone because we feel like it means give up, it means quit. When you surrender, you're giving up to things that are that are gonna suffocate you anyway. 
and he's calling you into a life that in some respects may be different than what you believe is going to satisfy you, but is ultimately going to bring you peace. There's many times where it's difficult to surrender to God. I think one of the main ones is probably when when trials and tribulations hit because we're, we're trying to control it so much ourselves. I think everybody's default would go back to some form of selfishness. And for me, it just came to a point where I just got tired. I got tired of living that life. I got tired of living a double life. I've always wanted to know I'm gonna be on this team for this amount of time and you know really have my future set. So that was selfishly just wanting to know everything was gonna be okay. You know, and I think for me, the course of my career being the way it has been, um, it's continued to put me in a space of faith all the time. You know, it's a fight. You know, it's a fight with the devil, it's a fight with the enemy. It seems so backwards. Why, why do I give all these things up that make me feel good, right? That, that seems backwards, but there is such a greater joy. There's such a greater happiness and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. God's saying, hey, listen, you can give up and completely let go of whatever it is because I'm worth it. In turn, you're gonna be giving, getting something by giving up a little, you're gonna be getting something so much greater. I've heard all the, the, the sayings, you know, don't tell God how big your problem is, tell your problem how big your God is. And, and But when it really, when re, you're in the midst of it for real, you know, all those cliche sayings kind of just go out the window and you're sitting there like, no, nah, I can handle it. And you, you wanna just, you know, do it yourself so bad, but you really gain power through him when you surrender and let him take care of it. God wants everything. He wants your entire life. He wants it all because he knows how to use it the best. All the pressures of, of worldly expectations and standard are gone. All those things that used to weigh me down, I think it's not, it's not mine anymore. I don't have to worry about it because I've surrendered. When you surrender the things that you, know, you wanna hold on to and say, I've, I did this, you know? I got it to the NFL. When you finally surrender those, those strongholds, you are free and you're at peace. And there's no peace like the covering of Jesus Christ. I love what Josh McCown said about surrender. He said, quote, when you surrender, you're giving up the things that will suffocate you anyway. So what if God has bigger plans for us than we could ever dream? All for his glory. And what if our lifestyle of surrender provides us with the oxygen we need to accomplish our God-given purpose? Um, this season, like every season I've been here, uh, you just have your ups and your downs. So to be at a point after week four, two and two, some bad losses, it's like they're done. To be here now, uh, I think it's just a credit to us sticking together. It just goes to show you that uh, it's a long journey. It took the guys and coaches to stick together in this locker room and tune out the noise on the outside and stick it to one another and playing for each other. Scripture tells us that adversity is a good thing, that God uses that a certain way. And I think that adversity was used to kind of help make our football team come together more. 
one of the qualities that I think makes it so special is guys care about other guys um, outside of the football game. And they carry you through. They get you through that stuff. And, and you're happy that you have those guys, and they bring you through all the tough times. When we get together at different times, uh, when we talk about things to me that are more important than football, if you need a help as being a father or a husband, advice and those things. I mean, we had a huge group of guys in here that that walk that walk, and, and it's hard to walk that life. And, but when you have great guys around you to hold you accountable, um, that helps you a lot. I've been so encouraged this year uh, by the body of believers that we have here. So many strong men that God has gifted in, in different ways. It's really been uh, an honor to be a part of such a unique group this year. It's an overwhelming sense of brotherhood and joyfulness and camaraderie, accountability. Uh, in the things of God, in the character of God, and how we should live and, and move and have our being. I've grown a lot, you know, since being here in my faith. My faith could not have come at a better time. It's been so much more valuable than any of the wins that we've done. It's been the true treasure of, of coming here to New England. So I really feel like he's given me this great opportunity to play a game that I love so much. He's given me people in my life, uh, ability to go out here and do this, and then ultimately it gives me a platform to give him glory. You know, without oh. Christ, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you guys right now. All glory goes to him. So thus far, we've talked about seeking Christ, and we've also discussed the essence of surrender to him. But there's a third and significant piece of life in God's kingdom, of living under his reign. And that piece is when we serve others. We ask our group of NFL players what it looks like to truly serve other people. As you might imagine, the discussion was rich, inspiring, and more than a little thought-provoking. Here's what they said. One of our main purposes is to serve others. It's one of the ways we shed the gospel, not only through speaking it, but being able to show that Christ-like manner. There's so many different ways to serve. Just meeting other people's needs. Find out what you what you feel like God is calling you to do and what you like to do and what cause you want to help. If we're not focused on serving those around us, we start to I look back at ourselves. And once we get our minds on ourselves, we're not on mission, we're not on assignment. You know, there are people in this, in this nation that are suffering. And there are people in this world that are suffering. And how can I serve those? And in doing all those things, um, you're able to show the love of Christ. Christ set the example, and we are we are seeking Him daily. Shouldn't we live out the way, uh, you know, He was He was exemplified? When you read Mark 10:45, there's an exchange that's happening there, that's saying, whatever it takes for you to have peace and have a connection with God, I'll do that. And if we're going to be a ransom to people and we're gonna serve people. That means whatever it takes for you to know peace and to know God, then I'll do that. When the Lord is supplying my needs and leading me and I'm close and seeking Him, then the reality of it is then is I can now offer that to other people around me. For me, what keeps me in a service mindset is not feeling like I'll be punished if I don't and don't do it. It's more so just feeling like, well, what impact am I missing if I, if I don't do this? I can always say, you know, God, when I have a little bit more, then I'll give more. When I have a little bit more time, when I'm not as busy, I'll serve more. I'll spend more time doing things that are, that are uplifting to your kingdom. But God is like, you know what? I always need people to pray. I always need people uh, that are give, and I always need people that are go. Well, I like to 
give a lot of wisdom to the young people, the young and upcoming generation, because they're so easily influenced right now by many different things that, I mean, this can impact their lives going forward. I've actually been to Honduras uh, to actually see some of the work um, where people didn't have access to clean water and what it's done for those communities. I've had somebody reach out to me, help me out at every key point of my life, whether it was watching my dad grow up and seeing how he really served the community. I get to high school and I had a coach that poured into me. I get to Ohio State and play under a coach, Jim Trestle, who taught me all about faith, integrity. And so I know the importance of all of those small opportunities. That's the heart of serving, is just desiring so much um, that you would be willing to give up of yourself, of your resources, um, because you believe in so much in what you've surrendered to that um, serving you know, becomes a posture of life and it becomes a way that you live. It's truly an amazing thing to consider that when we serve other people in the name of Christ, that we're actually serving Jesus himself. Seek, surrender, serve. It becomes a lifestyle. At times we execute it to perfection, and honestly at other times we fall flat on our faces. But whatever the case, God always invites us into that next small step of obedience, not to earn his love, but to respond to it. So the world might see what the Apostle Paul calls the handiwork of God. And now it's your turn. Maybe something inside of you, something at the soul level, is acknowledging that you've been pursued your entire life by the great king of the kingdom, by the father who gave his only son for you. It's like a light has been turned on and the love he has for you is worth dying for. And maybe you're just tired and exhausted from running away from that love. What if today is the day you simply stop running, turn toward God and say, I give up. I surrender. I receive your great love for me. If you'd like to begin a journey with Jesus today, I invite you to pray with me now. There's nothing magic about this prayer, but it's simply a way of expressing the true attitude of your heart. In this way, you can know without a doubt that you have become a child of God. God. I surrender to your pursuing and unconditional love for me, and I choose to love you in return. I want my life to become wrapped inside of a kingdom where you are my king and my father. Please forgive me for rejecting your love. I truly am sorry, and I fully embrace the death of Jesus on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe that on the third day, you raised Christ from the dead, and that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. In the strong name of Jesus, amen. If you said that prayer with me, let me be the first to welcome you into the kingdom of God. Welcome to his holy family. Please tell someone about the decision you just made today, a pastor, the person who brought you to Football Sunday, or a friend who's a Christian. You just went from death to life. And that story, my friend, is worth shouting from the rooftops.
Toward the end of C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle, one of the characters sums up what all the other characters are feeling. And my hunch is that you might be feeling it too. He stomped his right foot on the ground and then cried out, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is the land I've been looking for all my life, though I never knew it until now. You know, life in the kingdom is that home we've all been looking for all of our days, whether we knew it or not. It's where we belong. It's our real country. Seek, surrender, serve. And friends, whatever you do today, whoever you're with, wherever you go, I pray that you laugh and play and cheer and pretend that you're a kid again playing on an elementary school football field. The honor has truly been mine to spend this time together with you. It's Super Bowl 52. God bless you and by all means, enjoy the game. You know, the beauty of being a part of the winning team is, is that when people join the team, we celebrate. And maybe today you made a commitment to Christ. Maybe for you today, you prayed that prayer and it was the first time you've ever prayed that prayer. Maybe for some of us, it was a moment of you reconnecting with God. You felt his presence pulling at you and saying, man, this is your time. This is your moment. No matter where you find yourself at this morning, know this, that those small steps make a significant difference. When I was talking with an individual this week, he said, you know, this past Thursday, I gave my life to Jesus and I just, I gave him this huge hug and I said, man, welcome to the family. And immediately after that, he was talking with me and he said, but man, you know, pastor, I, I feel like I still fall down. I feel like I'm still failing at times. He goes, and so I feel like I'm this work in progress. And and I just looked at him and I said, man, that's exactly what it is. It's all about what's just that next simple step. And maybe today you took a step with us and you'd say, you know what, I, I would just love it if someone could walk alongside me and kind of take the next step with me. If you could just grab this connect card in the seat pocket in front of you. You may say, really, Pastor Brian, like, what are you, like, are you gonna follow up? Yes, we'll follow up with you because here's, we don't want anyone to walk alone in this journey. And so if you just put your name and your email address and a phone number, and then on the bottom, it just says, what's your next step? It could say something like, you, Mark, tell me more about being a Christian, or I just started my relationship with Christ. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to give you a Bible. If you're, if you're in that place where you're like, man, I just, I don't know, you know, like, I feel alone right now. We'd love to get you connected in a group. We just want you not to walk this journey alone. We want to we want to help you take that next step. And so we have great people who are here to help you on that journey. Every week we have people who will be up front after the gatherings and they'll be there to pray with you. And, and we'd love to pray with you if today you took that next step. And, but across this room here today, here's what I do know. I know that many of us were challenged with this thought. What would it look like for the kingdom of God to reign in my life? What would it look like in my marriage? What would it look like in my workplace? What would it look like in, in my school? What would it look like all around me for the kingdom of God to reign in my life? Here's what I think would happen. Is if we would remember whose kingdom we're a part of, 
we would remember the resources that we have access to. And when needs would arise among us, we would truly serve others. When things would become addictions or challenges in our lives, we'd surrender them to God. Because ultimately, the one thing we got to remember is if we seek Him first and His righteousness, then all these things will be added unto us. It's seeking, it's surrendering, it's serving.